The thing is, people think prayer is optional, but it's actually a necessity. Prayer is the most powerful thing that we have as believers, and we need to partake in it. Not just for the sake of spiritual warfare, but because by it, um, more of God's character is revealed. And it also reveals more about myself. Hi guys. Hello everyone. How's it going? How's it going? (laughs) Welcome to, I believe this is episode three of, um, what's the name of this podcast? Elong Obedience Podcast. Wow. I always want to say here as I do, as that is not the name of the podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, Thank you guys for, you know, listening. This is the first episode that we've released that we've recorded since we released the podcast so we've been looking at the numbers of you guys listening and it's so fascinating that people want to listen to us wow i didn't know you could look at numbers this is oh i'm sorry i i was showing you no i don't think numbers i'm glad people are listening um yeah yeah no i love it you can see like the numbers, you can see the gender, you can see the age, you can see the country of people. Oh. I know, I'm so sorry. I am the worst co-host ever. I'm so sorry. Wow, I'm just amazed. Wow, come on. Podcast <laughs> yeah. things. No way. After this episode, I'll send it to you. That's okay. Um, but yes. Um, especially with the last episode, I'm so sorry, guys. You guys, I said okay and no, what was I said like fifty million times. So if you listen to me and you're that, God bless you. Because I was really nervous. And I say like you know when I'm nervous, but I think Jesus is pleased with it regardless. So yeah. yeah I'm solid. It definitely yeah, no. I I feel like it helps me share about like coming to Jesus without like telling the old story. Mm. I'm like, here's somebody's story of meeting Jesus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely mm. a gift. Amen. All right. So Okay, what's going on? What are we talking about today? Uh, today, I think we'll talk about prayer. Because I guess prayer has been on both of our minds. Um, yeah, don't really know how this will go. But we're definitely talking about prayer today. <laughs> I think I think we... Because Okwa and I have a lot of chats about many things. And how this podcast was even birthed was that we were, we would be having chats about things and we'd be like, wow, we should have recorded our conversation. Full disclosure, we just had a question about prayer before we hit record. So <laughs> so I don't really know what, <laughs> what we'll be left to say. Yes, we'll just put some Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this is just a continuation of um, prayer. Um, but okay, let me ask you a question. What do you think about prayer and how do you feel like it has changed over time? Like maybe mm-hmm. since you became a believer and like you today. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the transformation I've experienced is going from like, this is part of a routine that people who are Christians do to actually like speaking to somebody. Then from there speaking to somebody and expecting them to answer, like, having like a full expectation awareness and then experience of them actually responding to somebody's God. And then ultimately that it was more of a meeting um, that it was just going to meet with the Lord and 
then weirdly enough taking myself out of the equation in that like like the Holy Spirit does a better job of praying um through me than I ever so almost like then a transition from like me speaking and waiting to hear to like let the Holy Spirit like be the one to who speaks because he speaks perfectly he does what I need and then listen in response so a real conversation will be between like the Holy Spirit in me on my behalf to God who is present right there mm. so conversation that was so long for nothing okay but yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like two minutes long calm down okay everybody <laughs> calm down um but no that was really good I think one thing I took from everything you just said is like you need God to pray to God um yeah. You need Holy Spirit in you to pray to God the Father through the name of Jesus. Amen. That's just like a little thing about how the Trinity works in in terms of prayer. But I think one important thing you said was like, um, you know, just changing your framework from like, okay, this is a regular Christian discipline I know I need to do. But I think, and this applies to like, I think most believers is that along the way, we can just start treating prayer like it's just a discipline. And we're not interacting with the person. And that is something that I definitely found myself like slipping into um, along this walk, especially like recently. And I think with me, when things become religious for me, I just stop it altogether because I'm like, I will, I refuse to be religious. (laughs) 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 But that is definitely not, not the way to go. Um, so okay, I have another question for you. Can you speak to the balance of like discipline and um I guess relationship, but also even just like religion and what's supposed to be the balance in life of a believer? Hmm. Um, I think it ultimately hinges on God is a real person and he's both like father, but he's also Lord and Master. Um, so I think when you view it in that context, it's like, even we can just hang on like, Father, your parents are still people who when you wake up in the morning, although they love you and you may not have to, there is a duty in going and greeting. I've heard someone describe it like this. You greet them every morning. It it may be a thing of discipline when you're younger, but it's also a thing of like relationship. So those two things are partners. So you're showing up because there's a person that you respect. The discipline is kind of hinging on the fact that this is a person who you know, respect and honor and reverence. Um, That's the word. And so you are making it a duty. It's important. It's priority to show up every day in discipline. But when you get there, it's not just to be like, oh, let me just appease this person because I have other things to do. You're like, no, you actually want to hear what he has to say. You delight in his presence just as he delights in your presence Mm. and so the discipline is more showing how much you value the relationship Mm. Uh, it's a thing of like honoring that's that's how i try to see it and again like you had said with prayer i find that like god is such a good father that he actually wants to help you um with the discipline Mm. and also really cares more about like the intimacy in prayer and the personal nature of prayer that um like like you said when when it becomes a routine you're going to know something's off he's going to kind of 
you know, just be like, Mm-mm. pull back and be like, nope, we have to get something right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you on both of the questions you asked me? <laughs> okay, what was the first one? The first one was... How has oh, prayer oh. transformed since you came mm-hmm. to Christ? Okay. Well, before I came to the Lord, I think prayer for me was just a thing of like out of bare necessity in the sense of like, you know, like the normal human response in that when calamity happens, I have to pray. <laughs> like, mm. say, like nobody's an atheist, you know, that mm. when calamity happens, everybody is praying to something. So I think prayer was like that for me. But I think it was also just about seeing God. Like I had a very, I didn't know who God was. And in the context in which we grew up, it was like God was just, you know, somebody I prayed to when I needed things. So it was purely transactional. Um, and it was transactional, but the things that we were praying for, I never really got them. So I was like, <laughs> what is this thing? I'm still not having it. So like, let's just chuck it away altogether. Um, and so when I became a believer, like when I became born again, and I was like, well, there's somebody I'm talking to on the other side somebody responding to me like when jesus christ became a real person to me um it definitely turned into like okay i am talking to a person and at the beginning of my walk it was marked with a lot of journaling i used to journal a lot and it would just be my prayers written down like whatever i was thinking about just written down so just sharing my time abiding in the pages of my journal um, with a real person and mm-hmm. also because like the Holy Spirit was just so new to me and I was hearing him so clearly it was really like if you read my journals from when I first became born again you are just reading conversations between me and Jesus and it was so wild I don't know how I had that much faith like in the first six months of my walk but wow do you know I just remembered those notebooks yeah I, I don't know why you talked about it and I forgot but I totally remember the notebooks now wow yeah. sorry keep going no, I was reading through them the other day and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I cannot believe, like, I wrote most of these things. And when I was writing them, I didn't even think they were, I, I, I just, like, it took me so much faith to write this. But in the moment, it just felt like nothing. Um, but I'm happy I'm, I have them to look back on, on um, uh-huh. to read back on them. But yeah, so, you know, first year with Christ, second year with Christ, along the way, when you are just like, I guess, going through the emotions of being a disciple, you know that prayer is important. And somewhere along the line, I kind of stopped journaling and mostly just like praying my prayers out loud. Um, But I realized that I think I started to abide less. Where it was like now, because talking, at least for me, is not as intentional as writing. um, I noticed that I was giving less of my presence to to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't abiding I felt like I wasn't even quiet enough to even or still enough to hear what he has to say. And so it like along the line, it just kind of became like I'm praying because this is a regular Christian discipline. And then I hit the wall of, oh, my goodness, this is not religious. So I'm not going to do this anymore. But I will still pray like, you know, you know, the regular prayers. Thank you. Yeah. I'm awake, blah, blah, blah. And it started to sound like me before Christ. And I was like, ah, I went to what chance. <laughs> Let's, let's, everybody let's pause let's go back to basics um and now, and now um journaling and it's been really great but um the thing about prayer is that like we're talking about it but it's really really complex because with prayer there's the conversation there's also spiritual warfare there's thanksgiving there's supplication there's like all these aspects of prayer 
And I think when I go into like the religious rhythms of this, it was like I had to make sure that I was going through every single one of these things. Like, okay, have I adored God? Have I thanked God? Have I made my request known? Almost like I'm checking down, mm. doing a checklist of you know things I have to to pray for. And um, I think what I realized that was if I was abiding in the presence of the Lord, all of those things would come naturally. Like it's almost like a byproduct of me sitting in the presence of the real Jesus where mm-hmm. I would just like, you know, go down a checklist. Like it, it's, it's like my natural response to being in the Lord's presence. So I think that's the spot I'm in right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's very new. And it's so crazy because when I first became born again, like I just, my, my Holy Spirit in me knew to do that instinctively. But like now, you know, that I've learned more is like, I don't know how I deviate, you know, or how, I don't know, man. But it reminds me of that verse in Colossians where the Lord is saying, um, continue how you first started. Or So, anyways, that was a very long No, I think it was a good one. I think it's like somehow as we grow in our knowledge of Christ and we grow in maturity, flesh kind of gets some benefit from that, Mm. from the knowledge. And so he kind of wants to step in and then it's like, whoop, bring it in, bring it in. Okay, then, yeah, that was amazing. And then you shared something about what the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think the first podcast that we recorded, the intro podcast, the book I recommended was um, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. And that book really changed my mind on prayer, just my view of of prayer because I think in that podcast I spoke about how my prayers had become so mechanic and Tyler in the book he talks about how 80% of prayer is just giving the Lord your full presence right it's just like you know how people say you just have to show up right but I found that like in today's culture um, you know with social media with things like for like instant gratification is very 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 at least for me it's very hard for me to really just be still and give the lord my full presence right because the bible says that the lord is ever before us meaning that he doesn't have to walk to be in our pre- like he's just here he's even on this podcast he's here in our presence but i found that like for some reason because i was so distracted i couldn't give him my presence and it was like i was distracted by godly things like i love podcasts i would listen to like eight podcasts a a day read like two chapters of of the bible you know read like three chapters of a book but in all of this like i wasn't giving the lord my presence and so i had to take steps take step back to genuinely give and intentionally give the lord um offer him the sacrifice of my presence and even when the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I wasn't doing that, it was quite convicting because, like, who am I that I shouldn't just willingly or, I like, just offer him the sacrifice of my... Like, who am I that I even get... The fact that I even get to be in his presence alone, um, it really convicted me that I had to just be more intentional about this, you know, because at the end of the day, like, um, he's my groom, you know, I'm his bride you know and I think about like how I don't even stand for that when in regular friendships I'm treated with like such disdain like I'm talking to you I know you're looking at me you know um uh, so that was something that I really really had to 
to be intentional about and sometimes the presence it doesn't look like I'm talking it just looks like I'm literally sitting in silence you know I think about like sometimes when Oppa and I are here in the house together we're just sitting in silence I don't have to say anything to her but there's a comfortable um atmosphere in that like I don't know we're comfortable with one another and that only happens with people who you are very familiar with and I realized that like when it got quiet I would be so anxious and I was like man I don't know how to be still and the Bible literally come he says be still and know that I am God I'm like I'm definitely not doing this (laughs) um and so that's something I definitely had to struggle with um, do you want me to talk about the scripture here, or I don't know? Yeah, no. Um, yes, please. And also, how like you came out of that, or okay. how that's looking out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I think I was talking to Oprah about a week ago, just talking about like the, all these struggles that I was really, really having with prayer. I felt like at this point, I had kind of like reached like a man, just like a. It's not spiritual deadness, but I felt I felt myself like okay, I'm becoming numb to something, and so I need to be more intentional about this thing. And I realized that for believers, abiding is actually a fight. You have to fight to abide. Sometimes, the Bible it really speaks about like endurance, long suffering. These are like um fruits. There's not. Is this a fruit of spirits? I don't think it is. Is it? Not listed in Galatians, but I do think the Holy Spirit helps us endure and persevere. Yeah, these are mm. things that I required Sha, as a believer, and I realized that okay, I think this is one of those things where I really have to fight my flesh and really, really abide, especially when I don't feel the Lord. And so I started going through the emotions of okay, you know what? I'm going to journal, go back to journaling, and write whatever is in my head, you know, and. If I can just get everything out, I'm sure the prayer will come or something will happen. Um, And so that's what I did. I sat down and I was just writing absolutely rubbish. There was one day I wrote on a page potato like 17 times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. And while I was doing all this, because at this this point, I was also reading my Bible, but I wasn't feeling anything. But I was like, I I need to keep doing this. I need to keep doing this. And I, for like two weeks, I wasn't feeling anything. And I was like, I just have to keep doing it, going through the emotions. And it felt so mundane and completely unrewarding. Um, And one day I was talking to Opoya and I told her about like something I was reading. And she was like, oh my goodness, I was reading the same thing. And it was Genesis um, 8. And it's not like we had come to like a revelation of what was happening in Genesis 8. But it was almost like uh, when I was reading it, I didn't know why I was reading it, but I was just reading it. But to hear that she was reading it too was almost like a sign from the other side that, okay, I feel like, Jesus, you're responding to me on the other side. And it seems so little, but I really held on to it like, okay, surely this means that you are responding to my little efforts. And then I started to feel like that deadness or that apathy started to like break off me. And um, what the Holy Spirit reminded me was um, somewhere in Galatians 5, um, it talks about how, or no, I think it's is it five, it's five or six. We need to start writing the scriptures down. I'm so sorry, guys. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Let me just go through it really quickly. 
I think it's six. Oh, well, what do you think it is? Well, you have to say say the scripture. Let me hear. No, no, no. Oh, oh, it's the part where the Lord is talking about. Um, sorry, Paul is talking about those who reap in the flesh. So in the flesh. It's six. Sorry. Okay. Well, six. Oh. <laughs> oh God. It's six. It's six. It's six. Okay. So I'm, you just. Okay, calm down. Calm down. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, here it is. So this is Galatians six verse um, seven. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Uh, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows in the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Um, and the Holy Spirit brought that into my mind in the sense of all those things that I was doing, you know, the reading, the praying, especially when I feel nothing, I was sowing into the spirits. And because of that, I was sowing everlasting life, you know, and John 17 verse three says, this is eternal life, or this is everlasting life to know God. And the knowing God there like is experiential. So I said that to feel, I don't know, like just feel that I was sowing into something. And though I wasn't like reaping the full harvest, I was reaping something of it. Like it started to feel familiar, like what I used to feel when I first became born again. And I think about like how sometimes reaping into the spirit or reaping in the, sorry, sowing in the spirit is very, very mundane. You know, prayer can be very, very, very mundane and you don't see the fruit of it for a very, very long time. Um, but it, it really like, I'm, I know that things I'm saying are like elementary Christian principles, like Christianity 101, basic Christianity, but it was just so transformative to me. Um, and so, like, that's how I kind of started to get out of it. Um, yeah. Amazing. Oh, I feel like as you were speaking, I was reminded of, like, this psalm. I think in maybe 131, I'm, I'm wrong, where um, he goes, like, like a weaned child, I have quieted myself, um, mm-hmm. like, next to the Lord. And I, I remember Derek Prince had shared about, like, how when a child is first a baby, they would cry every time they need to be fed. But when they get they get older, they would just have this like trusting and knowing that their parent would feed them. And it made me think about like with God, like maybe when we first came, prayer needed like the almost like the evidence of supernatural that was so well like that. Or even like it was the young faith that was able to just like hear his voice, like give you words of prophecy, these long things. But as you go older, um, it's like in the maturing, it's like a certainty, like an assurance that he's here, he's hearing, and that his word in the Bible is just the same as him bringing a fresh word of prophecy. And I think maybe like when we in Jesus' name become old and grown up, it will be like, so it goes from supernatural, beautiful things happening when you're young to maybe when you're older, it's just like mundane and it's just but the, mm-hmm. like the daily discipline when you're older like even when in the face of persecution like jesus christ like being denied um or being beat up there's still the assurance nothing has changed like yeah. things are going upside down but like your father's voice is sure your prayer you, even if nothing feels like this or there's no prophetic word you're just like no my father's here he hears me even in this um so yeah that was really good so, so yes i mean that was just thank you so much for sharing that one kid 
yeah. but you still haven't answered the question. Wait, did you answer the question? I feel like your explanation did, of the discipline and the relationality mm, relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it even goes with the thing you just said about like truth. Like even if I don't feel him, even if I don't whatever, um, even though I don't feel him, I know that he's here. Yeah. Um, just having that because having that foundation of like truth to stand on because as believers we know that we don't listen like our feelings aren't good the truth Mm -hmm. jesus christ is good and that he's our firm foundation for that Mm -hmm. very reason because we fluctuate so much with our feelings and so um for me or i think for an average believer people don't really talk about how in those seasons where you can't hear the lord the enemy actually comes <laughs> and he entices you with things of like fleshly things, you know, mm. it's yeah. like, because prayer now seems so boring and mundane, like he distracts you with many things. Actually, he doesn't um, distract you, but he puts stumbling blocks meant to distract you. And mm. the stumbling blocks will also look very, very mundane. It can look as simple as, Oh, here is this book. You know, I'm going to read instead of actually praying. And you'll be a godly book or, um, you know, the common things, Instagram, YouTube, you're listening to sermons. Like I used to listen to so many podcasts and so many sermons that I was learning so much theoretical things. That I actually wasn't um, putting them into practice. I wasn't practicing them. And so I really had to um, discipline my flesh and be like, OK, I need to pray. The thing is, people think prayer is optional, but it's actually a necessity. Prayer is the most powerful thing that we have as believers, and we need to partake in it. Not just for the sake of spiritual warfare, but because by it, um, more of God's character is revealed. And it also reveals more about myself. More about my heart. How am I praying to God? How am I talking about him? The more I pray about God, the more I actually understand my heart in sense of like how I'm praying. How do I speak about the Lord in prayer? Am I adoring him? Um, Am I thanking him? Am I seeing, you know, his beauty or his characteristics in terms of um, mine, you know? And so prayer is, it reveals so much about you, but also so much about the Lord. And so knowing that, like, I really, really, really had to fight and be disciplined about trudging through the mundane because there there is a reward and that reward is jesus you know and mm-hmm. um knowing that you know this love or this relationship is steady like he's built on a firm foundation that like, even though i don't feel it um i still have to do it i still have to abide because honestly anybody who tells you like love is purely emotional is lying they're liars and... Yeah, it's a choice. And you really, really have to make that choice because respectfully, without prayer, it is it's about it's, it's all over, over Jackie. All over Jackie. Um so yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. It definitely did. Thank you, Ron Cash. So uh, like how how to do it practically, how does that look? Like how do you go to pray? What do you pray about? How, what, what's going on? What does yeah. that time look like? Mm. Yeah. So I had all the questions that you just asked me, and I was like, okay, Lord, how does this look like? 
and obviously I went to scripture. Now, when people talk about prayer, the first place they go to is the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, right? Okay. Um, yes. Yes, after the Beatitudes, yes, Matthew mm. 6. And that's because that's what the Lord is actually teaching us how to pray. But the thing about Matthew 6 is that I have studied Matthew 6 a lot. And that is how I came up with the um, checklist of, okay, first, adoration, um, thanksgiving, you know, all those things. And all those things are true. But I knew that there was a different aspect of prayer that I really had to see. Like, I knew the Lord was calling me to a different aspect. And so I, the Lord led me to John 17, which is, the high priestly prayer where jesus is praying for his disciples his church before he goes and faces trial and it's actually something i'm still working through but the first chapter sorry the first verse of the high priestly prayer it says um and after saying these things jesus looked up to heaven and then he begins his prayer and i was going to continue reading but like the holy spirit just kept me on that verse in that even just the action of Jesus looking up to heaven, he gives the Father his complete attention, you know? And it seems like just a gesture, but like, why would that be in the Bible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the next thing he says is Abba. And Abba means Father. And it's such a personal term for him to refer to God as, because as you know, God is Elohim. He's El Shaddai, you know, Almighty God. Um, he's the beginning and the end. He's Alpha and Omega. But in that moment, and honestly, every time Jesus prays to God, the Father, he refers to him as Father. And it just made me think about how I approach my earthly father and just that type of like relationship we have. He's so approachable. And I know the reception I'm going to get when I go to him. And it, it's almost like a place of safety. And so it's like after... He looks up to heaven. He says, Abba, Father. And I was like, well, I need to relate to God like this in prayer um, to a place where I feel comfortable, um, not in the sense of like, I can be like doing whatever I want, but comfortable in the sense like he's approachable and he's safe. And I'm expecting a, re a response that is for my good as well. So it doesn't matter if it's like correction. Um, it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, exhortation or encouragements because it's coming from my father and I know his heart's towards me. Um, I'm so ready and willing to go. Um, yeah. Amazing. Love that. Yes. So um, I think that's all we really have to say about prayer in this. I mean, sorry, that's all we really have to say about prayer in this episode. There's a lot more to be said about prayer, but I think we can cap it here. Yeah. What do you think of it? I agree with you. I mean, just and it just like marrying the discipline of knowing you have to show up. You should show up with the relationshipness of like you're showing up not to do an activity but to meet with a person, mm -hmm. and then giving it like when I said your full attention. So I think marrying these two things, uh, I've come to see that there's no how to live the life of a disciple without prayer because all the things you'll be doing from your own effort might end up being in the flesh because you haven't consulted first with the Father and with the Holy Spirit so that they can actually move and then you can just go as a partner to the moving. So, yes. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. Even what you said about the Holy Spirit because, you know, in the Bible it says that always pray in the Spirit and sometimes people limit it to praying in tongues but, like, praying mm. in the Spirit means praying 
in line and in the will of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So praying in accordance with what he has to say. That many times that people can be praying in tongues or praying in their prayer language, but they're praying in their flesh because their minds are like absent from the person they're praying um, to. And so what you said about just praying in tune with the Holy Spirit um, to God the Father through Jesus Christ. Uh, but yes, I think that is it for this episode um, on prayer. I think now we're going to go into what we've been reading um, and what we've been listening to as we do here on the A Long Obedience podcast. So, Opa, what have you been reading? Yes, I've been reading very slowly, as usual. This book called Faithfulness to Christ, which is, um, yeah, it's very convicting. Every, <laughs> every chapter kind of just breaks down something else that can hinder your faithfulness to Christ. Like um, chapter one is like laziness. Chapter, what's that? Maybe seven or ten is like, la- um, sorry, chapter one is pride. Like next one, it can be like, well, broken keys which means you're trying to access the kingdom of god through works instead of through faith in christ the other one is double-mindedness one is like laziness Mm. it's just many things like self-righteousness and each chapter just like goes through that um it's called faithfulness to christ by charles Spurgeon. it's free on the books app on your apple products i almost called it ibooks but i think it's now called books yeah, because we've been over that. Do you remember that whole fiasco? I do, but the thing is, it didn't change what I thought it was called. So there's that. Anyways. Later, you say you're a learning person. I'm just trying. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> but yes, no, I, I feel like the book is very humbling and convicting. And it reminds me of like letters to the church in Revelation. Mm. Because it's like, again, I feel like one of God's, desires for us is that we would not be walking in the dark so he always like warns us so we can clearly know like okay this is the way to walk don't walk in this way um and yeah so at the end of our lives we will not be able to say oh i didn't know um so lord help us help me to be able to just walk faithfully okay that's what i'm reading okay the end that was long amen um that's crazy i don't think i've read that book or heard about that book this is the first time you're sharing it with me yeah girl i just started yeah i will definitely check it out mm-hmm. um so i've really just been reading my bible but um i can say a book that i frequent quite often it's it's called man the dwelling place of god by aw yo i almost there reading that oh nice and read faithfulness to christ literally it's my it's my two top things i, like, <laughs> I think maybe stick with the faithfulness to christ one this book is great but it's similar to yours each chapter talks about a different discipline and there's something about the way this guy writes like when he writes it i'm like this is exactly what i wanted to say in my head but you have put it on <laughs> paper like the chapter I just finished reading is called, it's chapter 15, is true faith is active, not passive. And I was like, I need to copy and paste this entire thing on my Instagram. But I was like, let me relax. Let me just, let me just count down. <laughs> the people need to hear. <laughs> I mean, people have muted me, but <laughs> <laughs> the two people that watch it, Roque and my other friends. <laughs> let me just calm down. Um, but yeah, so it's really good. It's really good. Uh, I definitely recommend. And 
I think it may also be on the books app for free, but I'm not sure. Please don't quote me. Yes. So next thing is, what have you been listening to? Okay. Uh, the song is that I've listened to is called, well, that I want to share today. I've listened to many things. It's called Pure by someone called, I think it's Abby um, Gambino or something. Ah. Gamboa <laughs> and the Upper Room. <laughs> that's so annoying um the song is i feel like the song is loki just a prayer just saying like oh like let my worship be pure like let there be no hidden motives just let my worship be pure and i feel like when i think about it i think about like how um romans i think 12 talks about like um true worship like offering your body up as a living sacrifice is what's acceptable to the lord and so it's almost like in everything i'm doing Maybe I'm waking up to study the Bible, to pray, or going out to share the gospel, or giving out. Like I'm like, let this thing have no hidden motive. Like let my heart be pure. Let my worship, my service to you, Lord, be pure. Is DJ just? I think it's just. I'm just begging God, please help me. (laughs) (laughs) I need your help. So, yeah, the song to me is just like a prayer, and every time I see it, I just. I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm just begging Lord. Yeah, it's really good. Oh boy, you cannot call that girl. Gambino is Gamboa, like, Gamboa, wait, wait, and the upper Gambino. room. How <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to brush past the fact? The thing about actually, you know what? Her name is close to Gambino, so I, so it can happen. But it's Gamboa. Sorry, I'm sorry, Abby. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're so annoying. But yes. What about you? I similar to you, I've been uh, gearing towards songs that are actually just prayers, and I've been listening to "Without Love" by Jonathan Ogden, and he's basically just singing First uh, Corinthians thirteen, the one that everybody knows about love. But I think that chapter is just so overheard or overused that people tend to really understand the meaning of it. They don't really meditate on that scripture and. Um, listening to that song has really made me meditate on love and how, honestly, sentimentality of love is like 5%. It is like 95% sacrifice. And mm-hmm. there's a part in the song where he says, where he's also offering a prayer where he says, let me know wonder, O Lord, lost in a weary world. And it's literally, he's literally just praying. And so that part of the song always kind of destroys me. But yes, love is so, 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 so sacrificial. I'm hoping that one day we can do an episode on it so we can't yeah sentimental rubbish going on in culture. Literally, that does nothing for anyone. Literally. I love, I love, the Amplified Bible is always very clear. They're like, unselfishly seeking the good of other people. Every time that they pull up, they just put in a bracket and I'm like, got it, yes. See, make sure oh. you was die, 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 die. That, that, that. Come on, flesh. <laughs> that, that. Anyways, yes. Just oh. like, sweet Jesus. That's what he did. Yeah. So we must also die. <laughs> I think that to be clear. Okay, anyways, that's cool. I'm crying. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to the end of this episode for real now. Um, as usual, we come here, we talk about something, but the ultimate goal is that you guys receive the gospel. The gospel of how we were born into this world as sinners. And Jesus, who was completely innocent, came into this world. He puts on human humanity. Um, he was perfect and he died for our sins. He paid the price that we could not pay. And through that, when he died, sorry, 
um, he was resurrected and he was on the third day, um, creating a way for all of us to receive salvation. And we have to follow. And the way to follow is, number one, to repent of our sins, meaning to turn away from the world and turn towards Jesus, um, to be baptized, um, that is bury our old man and rise with Christ, and to receive the pure gift of the Holy Spirit, and in turn, go and do what Jesus did by being his disciples, preaching the gospel, um, healing the sick, teaching people how to become disciples, and living our lives unto the Lord. And if that is something that you are interested in and you don't know where to start from, please send us a DM, send us an email. All of our contacts are in the show notes and we will happily respond to you. Um, yeah, that's all we got, folks. The end. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye, all.